Welcome to Recommended Daily Dose. I am your host, Dr. Clinton Coleman, along with my colleague. What's your name again? My name, uh, nickname Brown Sugar, but otherwise Dr. Seward Sugar. And today we have a special guest, Mr. Marco Borges. He is an exercise physiologist, uh, also the founder of 22 Days Nutrition, and a New York Times bestselling author of you know, the Green Print Project is his newest book, which I checked recently is uh, number one on the New York Times bestsellers list as far as diet and nutrition books. You're listening to Recommended Daily Dose with Drs. Clinton Coleman and Suraj Sugar, the not-so-average health show with a unique spin on what's making headlines in healthcare. Thank you guys very much for the uh, beautiful introduction and for the warm, warm welcome. It's a pleasure to be on with you both. Um, so, you know, word on the streets is that you're, you're the face of nutrition. How does that feel? Everywhere I see you, you're, you're there. And when I think of clean, healthy eating, I, I think of you. How does that feel? I, I, I love it. I'm, 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 ha- I'm happy to wear that, uh, to wear that hat. No, and we really need you to wear that hat, especially today, because, you know, uh, Coleman is a friend of mine. We do have lunch, and I'm oftentimes shocked sometimes at what I see him eating. So I hope that we can uh, help him gain some insight. Um, you know, why don't you tell us a little bit about your background in terms of how you got started? Uh, yeah, so my, my background is in exercise physiology and biology, and uh, without boring you uh, with the details, I started off as a kid that wanted to be a doctor, and uh, right. a, sh- a semester away from finishing up my pre-med work in biology, I realized that medicine was far too reactive for my proactive nature, so I decided that I wanted to do something uh, different. I pivoted, picked up a degree in exercise physiology, and uh, started um, in the space as a trainer, basically uh, utilizing my skill set to work things differently with people, helping people stay healthy uh, through exercise, and then realized that it was uh, a lot more about what people were putting into their bodies than, than what they were eating, uh, than, than, what, than how much they were exercising. So I decided to, uh, to help people out um, through, uh, you know, elevating consciousness uh, uh, you know, around nutrition. You know, that's a great point. And just if you don't want me asking for my own personal knowledge, I mean, people always say, you know, you lift, I run, I, I lift weights, whatever, but... I mean, in terms of percentages, how much would you say it's really nutrition as opposed to exercise for overall fitness? Because I think a lot of people underestimate really the percentages. They may think that it's more that if I exercise all I want, I can eat whatever I want type of thing. Yeah, well, that that's, that is the problem in and of itself, right? So there, we all know that there's no amount of exercise in the world that can undo the effects of a poor diet. Uh, so I, you know, it's really difficult to to look at it in terms of a percentage, because if you want to be super specific about it, right. um, you can't really put it in percentages. However, I will tell you this, that you can eat super clean and exercise, um, you know, half an hour a day by just walking something as, as simple as walking um, and live a super long, really healthy life. Uh, conversely, if you exercise three hours a day, four hours a day, CrossFit, uh, whatever, you name it, uh, jiu-jitsu, um, heavy lifting, and ate anything and everything and took no regard whatsoever for what you're putting into your body, you're probably going to have a very miserable existence. So the the diet is incredibly important uh, as it relates to optimum wellness. Yeah, I think um, we, we all know that. I'm sorry? Yeah, I, I think we overestimate the, the power of exercise. I mean, exercise is important, but most of us are active, but I think nutrition is know what we we lack and i think if we optimize that 
I think that has a much more lasting impact than, you know, going to the gym every day. Absolutely. And when you say clean, eating clean, what do you really mean by eating clean? I think that means a lot of things to different people. I think a lot of patients will ask, you know, should I be on this diet, that diet, should this fat diet, should I be on a juice diet? What is clean living or clean eating, rather, in, so in your for, opinion? For me, uh, so for me, it's, it's a whole food plant-based diet, um, which means that eliminating all animal products, eliminating all animal meat, um, and eliminating any animal byproducts, so anything that comes from an animal, cheese, uh, milk, eggs, um, and obviously the uh, flesh itself. So eliminating those uh, foods from the diet, eliminating overly processed foods, and sticking to unprocessed whole foods um, as they're found in nature, right? So grains, beans, legumes, nuts, seeds, vegetables, fruits, sticking to that. And really the typical American diet, right, has the meat in the center and uh, the foods, the plant stuff's kind of on the side. And you're, if I understand, is that you're basically saying that the plant and uh, the plant-based uh, uh, food and the veganism should really be the uh, predominant or, or should be the only uh, thing on our plates. Is that right? I mean, we're just, I think we're a society, we are all used to having them as, as side dishes. Yeah, yeah, without a doubt. I mean, it should, it should be the only thing on your plate. Moreover, what we've noticed is that we've had this fascination with animal protein for 70-plus years. Um, and what we realize is that we consume way too much protein and we consume way too little fiber. So we are, as Americans, uh, fiber deficient and we're eating way too much animal protein, which is, in effect, making us really sick. Um, it's increasing our risk factors for heart disease. It's increasing risk factors for diabetes, cancer, um, and a lot of the age-related diseases that we see so many uh, people stricken by. So the, what we should be doing is moving towards a plant-based diet. There's no right or wrong way to do it. Um, you can start with one plant-based meal a day. You can start with two plant-based meals a day, or you can go all in. But the reality is that the more you move to a whole food plant-based diet, the more you're going to benefit. And we, we know this firsthand because here at Holy Name Hospital, you were involved in that, that study um, with your, the 22 Days uh, Project. Can you tell us a little bit about that for our listeners? Absolutely. Um, that, was a really, uh, it, that was a really interesting study because what we did is that we took um, three different cohorts um, and split them into a vegetarian uh, whole food plant-based diet group and a standard American diet group. Uh, and as you know, uh, the vegan diet outperformed, at, I mean, in leaps and bounds, the vegetarian group. Um, I mean, and it completely blew out of the water, the standard, Amer standard American diet. I mean, we saw um, LDL, LDL levels go down as much as 40% in as little as 22 days. Wow. I mean, that's mind-blowing. Mm -hmm. um, so when you, when you see a diet that has the power to affect um, and radically improve your health so much so, um, it begs why not, right? It's, it's not a matter of asking what can a plant-based diet help with, but rather what can't a plant-based diet cure, right? So at this point in time, we have the data, we know enough to know that um, optimal wellness uh, and longevity can be found through a plant-based diet. And I personally did this myself too. So for 22 days, I, I went purely plant-based. And I have a question. So I had a patient who I was telling this about, you know, trying to get her to be on a, a better diet. And I, I made the mistake of saying I was, on a, I was vegan for, for two weeks. And she corrected me and said I was plant-based. So I guess it's more of a plant-based versus vegan. Is there a distinction? distinction? I think she made the distinction because, you know, that I went back to eating meat after. So my, my two weeks was just a plant-based thing. Or is it a, is it a big deal? 
Well, not necessarily. So um, you are not incorrect in stating the fact that you're eating vegan. You you were eating vegan. However, I think the biggest distinction is that um, a whole food plant-based diet and a vegan diet differ in that a whole food plant-based diet is that it's whole food plant-based, right? Meaning right. that it's unprocessed. unprocessed so Oreos right. are vegan by definition, but right. they're not whole food plant-based, okay. right? Okay. So you could be eating chips and salsa all day long and saying that you're living on a plant-based diet, I mean on a vegan diet, but you would not necessarily be living on a plant-based diet, right? So the idea is that if you truly want to be incredibly healthy, you want to make sure that you're leaning towards a whole food plant-based diet, which is vegan, but a vegan diet is not necessarily plant-based. I think that distinction is important because I mean, I, I tell you, I don't know necessarily that I knew that either. Can you just go in a little bit in terms of why, what is the significance of 22 days? Well, psychologists have discovered that it takes 21 days to make or break a habit. So if you look at how long it takes to create that synaptic pathway, to create that little bridge uh, in, your, in your mind that allows you to, to retain something as a habit, um, and you took 21 days to learn how to eat more plant-based foods or to incorporate a plant-based breakfast, on the 22nd day, you would be armed with a new tool to live a healthier lifestyle. So it really is about... Um, hacking into your system, if you will, to be able to modify your behavior because there is no sustainability without behavior modification. And that, I think, is um, the opportunity um, for people out there that might be listening. Many times what we focus on is a diet in the uh, modern-day definition in that it's something you get on and you get off, but that is not the true definition of a diet. A diet is how you eat, how you live, um, how you practice intake of uh, nutrition, right? But Today, when people hear the word diet, they're like, oh, okay, it's something I start and something I stop. So there is no behavior modification and there is no long-term sustainability. So what we're trying to do is we're trying to get people to, to basically rewire their habits by getting them to become more conscious about what they're putting into their body, where it's coming from, and how it's going to affect them and then obviously their family and the, and, and the environment. Because what you eat more than likely is going to impact how your kids eat. Um, and if you're eating bacon for breakfast with scrambled eggs, more likely than not, your kids are probably going to eat the same thing or they're going to choose to eat that because it's what they see. So it's really important that we understand that we recognize that our kids learn from what they see more so than they learn from what we tell them. You can tell your kids all day long not to smoke. If you smoke uh, you know, two packs of cigarettes a day, more likely it's more likely that they're going to smoke than not, right? So it's about living that example and then at the same time understanding that there are impacts uh, with regards to how it affects the environment, right? The more animal protein we consume, the greater our carbon footprint is. And we know today that animal agriculture is one of the biggest contributors to greenhouse gases on the planet and global warming. So what we're trying to do is we're trying to get people to become more conscious about how it affects them, the environment, and their families, what they're putting into the body. So switching to a plant-based diet is by far the single most powerful thing that you could do for your health and the health of the planet. No, so I love that. Just going along with what you said. So, one, um, you know, I, I had read somewhere that 25% of the methane and, and the release into the atmosphere is actually coming out of cows' rear end. And since we're farming, you know, animals for meat. So, uh, you know, I love the idea of not just uh, of, of what you're advocating in terms of not just for our own personal health, but the health of the planet. But just taking a step back, um, 
you know, I think you're very right. People oftentimes think of diet as a, as a thing you do for a week to fit into a dress or just to lose some weight. You're talking about a lifestyle. But it's also like what you can't eat, right? So, we, but In terms of sustainability, uh, what if someone comes to you and says, you know what, it's just too hard for me to become a vegan? What if I'm a pescatarian or what if I have uh, meatless Mondays or I'm a flexitarian? I eat meat only twice a week. What are your thoughts on that? Well, I don't prescribe uh, meat in a diet at all right. whatsoever because I, I just know too much. I know that yeah, once you know, you can't unknow, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I will say that there is no right or wrong way to do it. The more you lean, the more you're going to benefit. You know, to me, it's almost like speaking to a financial advisor, right? If you make, let's call it $50,000 a year, and you go to your financial advisor and say, hey, I want to be incredibly wealthy. Wealthy would be basically the same as being incredibly healthy, let's say. But in this case, it has to do with money. And you said to your financial advisor, how much should I be saving? He or she is going to say, as much as possible, right? Right. You may say, well, what if I only saved $100 a week? Well, that's better than not saving any money, right? But at the end of the day, the more you save, the more you're going to benefit at the end. And it's the same thing here. The more you choose to eat whole food, plant-based foods, the more you're going to benefit. It's, it's really that simple, right? So people tell me, wow, you've got, you know, you, you've got too much willpower. It really isn't about willpower. It's about passion. Right. Because right? Right. willpower is, is something that does not last forever. Willpower will fade. So it's not about willpower because the minute that that, that wedding is over, the minute that that vacation is done, the minute the summer's gone, willpower is gone. It disappears. So it's about having passion. What you are passionate about, you will remain consistent with. So for me, it's about passion for living a super healthy, clean life that I can inspire those around me to want to follow the same. And I think and my parents, my kids, my, my family members, and then obviously my community and those that I get to speak to on a daily basis. And I think you're such a great example of, of how to eat right and, and live a good life. Um, other examples, I was watching um, Netflix, Homecoming, of Beyonce's uh, documentary, and, you know, she had just given birth, and I think, uh, if I recall, she was trying to get in shape to do the concert. Um, so she went on a pretty strict diet um, with, you know, no carbs, no meat, and she lost weight. And I thought, in, uh, reading about it, people thought it was such an inspiration, and your name came up in that. So how, what's your connection with Beyonce? Yeah, and that was a beautiful thing that she, you know, allowed people to take that journey with her. I mean, it's really it inspiring yeah. because what, what most people would do is that they would lose the weight and then not say a single word to anyone because they would want to hide that struggle. Right, right. Uh, but, you know, B's all about empowering people. She's, she's built a platform on empowering others, and she's so selfless in that she's constantly wanting to help other people to be not just better but smarter and stronger and healthier, and that's who she is. That's that's her truth. That's what is most authentic to her. So when she decided that she wanted to, um, you know, go all in for Coachella, she did so in a way where she wanted to bring people along the journey with her so that we could see that it's not about perfection. It's about progression, right? She didn't start in a place of perfection and she wasn't aiming for perfection, right? She was aiming for progression. She knew she had a show that she had to put on and she decided to, to, approach that show with a whole food plant-based diet by going 100 percent right and she knows that it may not be something that is uh something that she wants to do 100 percent of the time but she now knows that the more she leans towards plants the more she's going to benefit so what does that mean that means that 
Most of the time, she eats whole food, plant-based foods. Can you cheat every once in a while? Can you have a little snack here and there? Yeah, of course you can to the degree that you want to, but understanding that the power lies in you. And we are all responsible for our own health. And you, as you guys know this, right, as healthcare providers, you realize that 90% of the time people will come to you to try to get you to fix something that they did themselves, to themselves, right? right? And it's, it's really unfair that someone comes to you as a physician and says, hey, um, could you cure me of this heart disease that they've been working on, you know, they've been investing in for the last 40 years? Right. And right. They, they want you to do that in a 30-minute uh, consult, right? And they don't want to wait in the waiting room for more right. than five minutes. Right? Right. It's really, really difficult. So I think it's important for us to understand that we have control over our health and that, yes, that physicians are there and they're lifesavers uh, in, in many cases, but we have to work together. It can't be something that is delegated to a physician uh, at the last minute and is treated with a uh, re- reactive response, right? Just give me a drug, let me be done with it. Don't ask me to change my life. Don't ask me to change what I'm eating or how I'm living or how much exercise I'm doing. Just take care of it. Well, it's, it's not that simple, right? Um, and, and that's what I loved about um, you know the homecoming uh, preview is that people got to see that you know she had to work for it. Um, we all have to work for it, and it's not always going to be easy. Um, and sometimes it's going to be really difficult, and sometimes you're not going to enjoy it. But guess what? At the end of the day, the benefit is worth that. Your health is worth that. You are worth that. And if you can look in the mirror in the morning and say to yourself, I love you, I love me, then you are worth it. And I think we are all worth it, and we all need to take responsibility into our own hands and realize that we can affect our health in a very, very powerful way. So, Marco, I think anyone listening, uh, you know, and us included, obviously, can feel your passion just coming right through. But if you don't mind, I just want to ask, you know, as physicians, you're absolutely right. We oftentimes are reactive, and patients, uh, like all of humanity, really are looking for quick uh, fix answers. And oftentimes we do get pushback, and one of the pushbacks uh, we can get in terms of a plant-based diet is that it's expensive, right? And you have a family that perhaps many families, unfortunately, United States, struggling to make ends meet. And they'll say, well, you know, family of four, I can feed them $10, $15 at your local fast food place. If I need to go to Whole Foods and buy mostly plant-based foods, it's very expensive. How do you uh, respond to that? Well, I I have two answers to that. So the first answer is the easy answer is that it's not, right? It's a lot less expensive. We've just become accustomed to that. That's our default answer is it's too expensive. I can't do it because if you in your mind believe that you can't do it, then it's easy because there's a reason why you're not doing it, right? Well, the reality is that it's not more expensive. It's actually less expensive, and we've proven it. I mean, I'll go as far as saying, look, it's really simple. What's more expensive, a box of spinach or a a filet of salmon? I mean, like, come on. No, clearly. I won't even even entertain that 90% of the time because it just doesn't make any sense. Uh, what, what is most expensive when you go to the supermarket is not the produce, it's, it's the meat. So that has long, uh, uh, you know, uh, been debunked, and, and it's, it is not true, number one. Number two, not only is it not true, but, you know, I walk around the society where everyone has the most expensive, latest, greatest smartphone in their pocket. Correct. They, this, this supercomputer in their pockets, yet they're telling you how they can't afford to go to the gym and how they can't afford to exercise and how they can't afford to eat healthier for them and their families. 
and you and I both know that it's nonsense. So it's really the uh, the priorities, I think. It's a mindset. It's mindset and priorities. We, we, we need to reprioritize. We need right. to sit down and think about what's most important to us. And if having that smartphone is important to you, we're not going to knock it. But I also won't let you sit there and convince yourself in front of me that you cannot do this because you absolutely can. Oh, that's great. Well, that, yeah, that's amazing. Um, you know, I think the hardest part as, as healthcare you know, professionals is, is changing that mindset. So, um, and also, you know, I, I've realized that a lot of the education on nutrition is something I've done myself. We don't really get good education in medical school. I don't know if it's changed now, but um, you know, I think we, we're more on the reactionary instead of the preventive thing. But you know, nutrition is such a major, major thing. Is there anything that we can do as professionals to um, you know, try to implement these diets and just a, just a healthy uh, lifestyle? Especially as an alternative to perhaps taking a pill, quote-unquote, for every single so No one ailment. wants to hear that I can't eat this and that. You know, we, we really say you can't eat this and can't eat that, but there's no, we, we're not good at offering alternatives until now. Yeah, well, you know, there's, there's so, it's, it's such a complex issue because we've uh, lived in a pill for every ill uh, standard for so many years now um, that the, the more the unhealthier society gets, the more difficult it is for you to give quality, uh, to really provide quality care because you go from seeing 10 patients a day to seeing 20 patients a day to seeing 30 patients a day. Right. It's quite a complex issue that doesn't have a single solution. Right. Um, at the end of the day, um, as I said earlier, believe that the solution lies in the patient. Right. Right. Uh, I, I always uh, I've always believed that every problem um, has a solution within the problem. And and the truth is that here it is. It's, it's plain and simple. Um, the easiest way to allow you guys to do your job better is for us to do our jobs better. Right. For us to take responsibility for our actions. I mean, I've, I've literally sat with and I, this is no surprise to you, but I've sat with cardiologists that will tell me that they recommend a plant-based diet to people, right. um, to patients, and that the patients will say, oh, my God, no way. That is impossible. There's no way I could ever do that. And they'll tell that same person six months later, uh, a year later, somewhere down the line, um, you know, I'm, I'm really sorry to break it to you, but I'm going to have to go in and operate. Uh, you need open-heart surgery. And they'll take, you know, 5, 10, 20 seconds, and they'll say, <sighs> Okay, let's go. Let's get it done. So, so switching to a plant-based diet is an impossible task. Yet, sawing someone's chest open isn't. Right. I mean, we really, really have to re- we have to rethink how we um, how we practice living um, and what we what we have normalized. Um, we have to begin to question, right? Because yeah, that's the key. That's the crux there. Exactly what we've normalized and changing uh, the mindset. Don't offer. Yeah, yeah, but medical schools don't offer much in terms of uh, uh, in terms of nutrition and, and lifestyle, um, and it and it's unfair uh, to a certain degree. But the reality is that we're you know we're giving agency over our health to our healthcare provider. That doesn't really make a whole lot of sense to me. I mean, uh, I know that you guys are incredibly talented and you're brilliant, um, and you do what you do with utmost uh, care, passion, uh, and integrity. However. There is no way in the world that you can tell me more about me than I know about me. I live with me 365 days a year. Sure. You get to see me for one hour one of those days. It's impossible. 
right? And we want doctors to do that. We want doctors to know more about us than we know about us. I mean, it's you're asking for 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 the impossible, right? So I think we knew, we need to to hold ourselves accountable to our lifestyle and our choices and the choices we make on a daily basis. And those choices being more specifically those three times that we choose to put food in our body on a daily basis, because we choose at that moment in time, either to feed disease or to fuel our health. And the choice is ours. Yeah, I agree. And your, your book was so profound. Um, this is the green print. Um, the, you know, me going through it, I realize it's a lot that I don't know about, you know, myself and nutrition. So, you know, just putting that information out there, I think, was, was for me, revolutionary as far as, you know, I, I cheat here and there. But, um, you know, because I, I think what's important about your, your idea is that it, it's plant-based, meaning that it's not. So vegan, to me, implies that you, that's the only thing you can eat. Plant-based is like the, the crux of your diet, your meal is, is plant as opposed to, you know, the meat being the center of the pyramid, um, which I think, you know, once we change that mindset, I think it'll be easier to convert people's, you know, people's minds. Yeah, that's more, just another question to follow up. You know, uh, we talked about affordability, you know, and you've said, that, hey, that's not true. Of course, the other thing we hear from patients is the time factor. They don't have time to, you know, it's just easier to grab a hamburger or a hot dog, et cetera. So sometimes people will say, well, you know what, if you want me to eat uh, a plant-based diet, I will juice. Um, but, of course, then you lose the fiber, et cetera. Can you just talk a few moments about your thoughts on juicing as opposed to eating whole foods? Yes, absolutely. And a, a thought came to mind as you were saying, you know, people say, oh, I can't do it. I can't afford it. Right. It's really simple. You either you either pay the farmer or you wind up paying the pharmacist. I mean, you have to take care of yourself. Right. It's really that it's really that simple um, as it as it relates to juicing. Um, yes. Uh, if you said to me, hey, um, soda or juicing. I mean, there's there's no question. Right. Obviously, juicing. If you said to me, I'm going to go on a whole food plant based diet. What is the absolute best way that I could do that? I would say. Yes, you can drink some of the calories, but um, in the form of juicing. But I, I truly believe in eating the food the way that it's found in nature. Right? Some foods uh, can be eaten steamed, some can be eaten boiled, some can be eaten uh, baked, some can be eaten raw. Um, but we need to we need to keep that the integrity of the food the way that it is because that's what you know. It's the synergistic effects of all of those different nutrients and micronutrients working together where the magic really comes to place, right? So it's the fiber that you're going to be taking in when you're eating the, the plant-based foods that are going to help you. We know that most Americans aren't getting half the fiber they should be getting on a daily basis. Um, and we know that it's one, one simple thing that we could do to reduce our risk of colorectal cancer, which is one of the biggest killers on this, uh, in this country. Right. Uh, so, you know, just taking a more plant-based food as they are found in nature, not trying to buy a, a $10 bottled juice um, that, that's been made for you, but rather eating the carrot as the carrot is, steaming it and just having it or having it raw or steaming some broccoli and having the broccoli by itself. I think that it's really important to understand that there's a lot of value in having the food as it comes. Uh, and in regards to your question about the protein, yes, absolutely. We have to shift our mindset because we now know uh, clinically it has been proven that the only diet that can that can prevent, that can arrest, and that can reverse uh, any type of, uh, of most type of heart disease is a plant-based diet, right? So we know without a shadow of a doubt that the only diet that's been proven effective to reverse heart disease is a plant-based diet. So with that said, we have also 
understood the fact that we only need about 10% of our calories coming from protein. So we have, again, been obsessed with plant with, with animal protein for so many years, but the reality is that everything you're getting in animal protein you can get from plants, every single thing. And, it, and it's as simple as thinking about it this way. The cow that you are eating, thinking that it contains everything that you need, that it is the holy grail, where is it getting its protein? It's getting its protein from grass. Plants, yeah. Well, if it's, if, it, if it's you know, uh, raised in some sort of a confined environment, it's probably being fed corn and other things that it doesn't naturally eat, but that's a whole other conversation. But the reality is the original source of protein is plants. So we should just skip so the middleman. Middleman right? and go straight yeah. to the plants. Yeah. That's right. I like that. That's great. Well, listen, uh, Mark, this has been really great and very informative. Um, I had one question for you. As someone who knows a lot about uh, diet and nutrition, what, what's your cheat food? Is it something that you can't do without? Oh, You don't you know, have to tell us. Uh, no, no. The, <laughs> the, the reality is, is that I, you know, I am so obsessed uh, with human performance and health um, that I don't really see it. Uh, I, I mean, if it's not good for me, if it's not fuel for me, I, I just won't eat it. Okay. Um, but, uh, but you know, when I think about cheat foods, I'm thinking about, you know, overindulging in some kind of nut butters okay. uh, that we'll make at home and, you know, all kinds of, sometimes I eat a little too much fruit. Uh, that might be my, my cheat in that like, I could sit and have like literally a, uh, an entire uh, bowl of, of grapes in one sitting or, you know, uh, a bunch of other uh, fruits that could total a, a, a way more calories than I would normally want to eat. But I don't per se have, like, I, I definitely don't eat any animal foods whatsoever. Okay. Um, and there aren't really any foods that are that are sort of in my, uh, um, I don't know, in, in my desire um, that would not necessarily be good for me. You know, my chief food Again, is mangoes. I, I, eat for, I eat for fuel. Uh, <laughs> yeah, because you can't overdo, like, soy-based uh, uh, ice cream, right? So um, Exactly. Where can people find you? Do you have a website or a Twitter or Instagram? And we... We want Absolutely. to promote your book, too. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So the book is The Green Print, and it can be found on Amazon or anywhere books are sold. And my website is 22 Days Nutrition, and Instagram, Twitter, Facebook is also our handle, 22 Days Nutrition. And thank you both very much for being such an amazing beacon uh, for all of your listeners out there and, and such an amazing resource for all of us to learn more from and grow with. So thank you both for your invitation. Thanks for having me on. Well, Thanks. thank you so much for coming. We really appreciate it. We really learned a lot as physicians yeah. uh, to help our patients as well. Thank you, gentlemen. Have a beautiful day. Thanks. Have a great day. Check out recent episodes and learn more about these two modern medicine men and their podcast at holynameorg slash recommended daily dose.